Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Carrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it fun and easy. You're invited to sign up to my free New Me workshop. Change your mindset to healthy living in five days. Get to the bottom of those I can't do it thoughts and transform them into wow, it's so easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlina.com slash new me. That's doctor, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new line in the middle, me. amazing people. How are you today? I am amazing. I am a little bit cold. It is January as I record this here in, well, what I would like to call sunny Spain, although the sky is blue. We live about an hour south of the Pyrenees Mountains, which is the border between Spain and France. And when it's cold, there's often snow on those mountains and we get a north wind called a Traumantana and it is icy, icy, icy. And we're not very good at being cold. So I am not on my sun-baked terrace. I am inside and the windows are rattling and I am wrapping my hands around a hot cup of mug, sorry, a hot mug of coffee to keep my fingers warm. Today I am going to talk all about exercise and I am going to explain to you why exercise is not a great way to lose weight. Now, before you go, oh my goodness, what are you talking about? I will explain that more in detail. And I totally recommend exercise to feel fit and fabulous. And there are zillions of health benefits, which we will go into. And then we'll have a look at how we can start implementing exercise and how we can start incorporating it into our lives. Now, first of all, today's shout out goes to Hilary, who is a dear friend of mine who lives in Bristol. And she really wins the prize for audacious exercise. So Hilary, like myself, is a swimmer. Now, I swim in the sea here in the Mediterranean during the summer. And in the winter, I hide and go to the swimming pool. And afterwards, I have a lovely sauna, which is only about five minutes, but it is delicious. Hilary swims outside in England during the winter. And not only that, she does not wear a wetsuit. She has posted a picture of herself in our Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that Facebook group, the Fit and Fabulous Facebook group, by all means, request to join. We are a small group and we just help each other out. And we talk about the things that we talk about on the podcast. So well done, Hilary. Amazing work. I am in awe 
of your audacious exercise. And I think it is absolutely amazing, if a little bonkers. So I have a confession to make. I talk and think of myself as a swimmer. And now I go to swimming training and I love swimming. And it's one of my passions, really. But when I was growing up in school, I was really one of the least sporty people out there. In fact, I went to a relatively small school. We were all girls. Am I allowed to say that? Is that politically correct? Um, And it was a very academic school. Now, they did have a sports team, but it was essentially one sports team for the entire school. So it wasn't one sports team for each year. The same girls were in the sports team throughout the year. And essentially, if you were not in that sports team, you kind of felt like there was no point in doing any sport. Now, I'm sure as I look back from an adult age that that was not the teacher's intention. But at the time, it felt very much like if you're not good at it, don't bother doing it. And now as I look back with my paediatric and doctor's hat on, I think, oh my goodness, what a missed opportunity that really um, exercise is an amazing, has amazing benefits, health benefits and um, social benefits that really we'll go into in more detail, but really should be incorporated into our lives from an early age. So now, how did I get into swimming? Well, my dad always used to take us swimming at the weekend. My dad was a keen swimmer when he was younger and he enjoyed taking us on Sunday. So we did have that habit of going swimming. And I was a reasonably good swimmer, although by no means did I do any training or um, professional swimming. I was just a sort of reasonably good at it. So I've always had that. And a few years ago, when my oldest two children were younger and they were learning to swim and I over the summer took them to swimming classes because we live near the sea and I wanted them to be safe in the sea I wanted them to learn to swim so they're now 10 and 8 so this was several years ago now my husband was taking them and for some reason I think the oldest one went I don't want to go and so my husband (laughs) said okay that's fine you don't have to go and the next week I went oh for goodness sake let me do it I will take them and you just have to get on with the class like you know, don't pay attention to the the complaints. We'll, we'll get you there. And so I went upstairs and I sat and watched them. And oh my goodness, it was so hot and stuffy in that swimming pool. And I thought, if I am going to do this every single week, I want to be down there swimming. And that's how my swimming journey started. I just started going when they were little. Now, at the time, I had four young children. And what I really loved was just a few minutes, 45 minutes I think the class was, it could have been an hour, of my own space. Now I love my young children but they jump on you and they have no sense of personal space and quite often as a parent you find that you're, um, you feel threatened and this is just a sort of primitive thing but as children jump on you, you feel like you have no control and that a lion is about to jump out on you and it was really nice just to go to the swimming pool and have that time of knowing that I wasn't going to be jumped on by children a little bit of time for me so it just started as a little bit of a break and um, in that swimming pool we were allowed to use a snorkel which I have to confess is a little bit of a cheat but I use the snorkel. Um, it makes doing crawl much easier. So at that time, I was doing a bit of breaststroke and a bit of crawl, and I gradually increased the amount of crawl I was doing using my my snorkel. 
Now, I carried on doing this, and a few years later on, I decided I wanted to take it to the next level, and I started doing swimming training. And I also totally, totally love swimming in the sea. Now, when my kids were totally little, I couldn't really leave them on the beach um, because the twins, we had twins, and it was just too much hard work for one parent to have four small children. But gradually, I started swimming out a little bit more, and then I decided that I wanted to do big swimming. So in the summer, now I will go for an hour swim at seven o'clock in the morning with a group of friends. And so now my swimming has really given me a group of friends. It's given me a hobby that I absolutely love and it gives me exercise. So you don't get to, you don't have to do things from zero to a hundred. It can be a small journey where you start to incorporate things. And that's what I really recommend you do if you're not doing any exercise at all. So let's have a little think about exercise and movement. And I think the concept of movement is a really interesting one. I personally feel that it is something that differentiates us from an inanimate object. And when I talk about movement, I'm talking about deliberate movement. And I did Google the, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten characteristics of life. And there seemed to be about a million and no one seems to agree on them. But I'm pretty sure I remember movement being a characteristic of life when I studied for my biology lessons at school. And the idea was that plants move because they move to and from the, towards the sun and away from the sun. So I really think that movement is something that comes hand in hand with life. Now, let's move on and think about this idea that it is not a great way to lose weight. So the saying goes like this, you cannot outrun a bad diet. And what we're basically saying is, if you are overweight and you want to lose weight, the first thing you need to look at is your diet and what you are eating. And that is really going to set the stage for how you are going to lose weight. Now, I do think that exercise can help you lose weight. But if you are doing a little bit of exercise and you are eating a really bad diet, then you are not going to lose weight. The bottom line is that if you want to use exercise to really lose weight, you basically have to be a marathon runner. Let's face it, there aren't any overweight marathon runners. But that's the level of exercise you need to be doing in order to use exercise to lose weight. So you're much better off, first of all, looking to your diet and then thinking about exercise. And in fact, talking about marathon runners, if you get yourself into a situation, and I've worked with people who have this problem, so they're doing lots and lots of exercise and then something happens and they stop doing that exercise Perhaps they have an injury or their circumstances change and they stop doing that amount of exercise. They carry on eating the same diet and then they see that weight starts to get put on. So it can actually lead you into difficulties. Now, there are, of course, benefits to doing lots of exercise. First of all, you get fit and It is where you get muscle tone from. So you feel trimmed and you feel fantastic and it gives you energy. So these are the benefits that you are going to get to the feeling in your body. But more than that, there are health benefits. So both Vary, Dr. Vary Morris, who talked to us about cancer, and Zarin, who talked to us about cardiology, both of them said 
that exercise was a really important aspect of reducing your risk of cancer and avoiding heart disease. In fact, Zarin said that 25 minutes of brisk walking a day can give you seven extra years of life. So what she means by that is if you do a small amount of exercise, on average, you're going to live longer than your counterpart who doesn't do that amount of exercise. So the health benefits are cardiac, so you're less likely to get heart disease, reduced risk of cancer, less likely to get cancer. You get benefits to your muscles and bones, and specifically thinking about osteoporosis, which is very common in women, postmenopausal women. And what happens is your bone density essentially breaks down. And if you can do weight-bearing exercise, then you strengthen your bones. Other health benefits include diabetes, reducing your risk of getting diabetes, and relaxation and sleep. And I think it, for me, gives me energy, and I feel invigorated. And we talked to Marianne as well and talked about stress. It's exercise helps you reduce your stress levels. And what Marianne said was that there was a theory, actually, that once you are a reasonable weight, once you feel that you can run away from that lion, actually, there's a certain amount of background stress that you no longer have. So you feel able to run away and that makes you feel more relaxed. So exercise is an amazing way to feel fit and fabulous. It will help you lose weight. It's a good adjunct to losing weight once you have sorted out your diet and it will help you feel fit and trimmed and fabulous. Fantastic. I would like to talk a little bit about HIT. What is HIT? HIT is high intensity interval training and it's a new thing that people have been looking at and what studies have shown is that if you do a small amount of exercise to your maximum capacity, so you're really stretching your heart, you're really pushing your heart and going as fast as you can, putting in as much effort as you can for a short period of time, that there are other benefits. So it increases your metabolic rate, which means you're less likely to feel hunger and more likely to keep weight off. So there are benefits and it is quite trendy and you can read lots about HIT if you want to. You can do HIT in any exercise you want. So you can do it if you are cycling or swimming or walking. Now, there are a few caveats and I think what I would recommend is that if you want to do this type of exercise, you need to do it regularly. There's no point in doing it once and then forgetting about it. So it is a great thing that you can incorporate into your life, but you do actually need to come back and do it regularly rather than just doing it once and forgetting about it. Now, the other thing is, is to just think about any conditions that you already have, like high blood pressure. So if you have high blood pressure and then you put your body at lots of stress, then you're going to increase your blood pressure and depending on your health, you might be putting yourself at, say, risk of a stroke or something like that. So if you're thinking about high-intensity interval training, and it can be done by anyone of any age, a lot of the studies have been done in elderly people, but it is worth going and getting yourself checked out by your doctor first and starting small and building up. 
So how do we start doing exercise and what do we have to do? Well, the first thing I would say is make it fun and enjoy it. You are far more likely to stick at something if you actually enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it. Now, I find swimming a little bit boring, doing lengths and lengths and lengths, but I do love it. And I love how I feel after I go swimming. And I love the sauna that I get after after I go in the swimming pool. But I actually now, to begin with, I found it more boring. But now, I actually love it, particularly when I'm doing group training. When I'm just by myself in the swimming pool, I find it difficult. And I think that knowing yourself and understanding what motivates you can really help you find some exercise that will work for you. So another example is, I know that if I pay for something, if I pay to go to a group, I am likely to go to that group. Now, not everybody is the same as me. Other people will have a different reaction to that. It's about knowing yourself and knowing how you are motivated. Another thing that I totally recommend is scheduling it. We all live in such amazingly busy lives. Whatever you are doing, there are so many things that we have. I have four children and I'm constantly having to pick one up or collect one or drop one off. So even if I was doing nothing else of my own, I would still have this huge great schedule of when to collect and when not to collect. So scheduling it really helps you stick to it. So for me, we have afternoon school here in Spain. So the kids go from to school from 8.30 to 12.30 and then they come home for lunch and then they go to school for three to five. Personally, I find it very difficult to do anything hugely productive in that three to five slot. So I use it to go to the swimming pool and it works very well. I drop the kids off, my class is at 3.30, which gives me just enough time to have my three minute sauna and to get back to school before I have to pick them up. Another great tip is to start small. If you say to yourself, I haven't done any exercise and I'm going to do two hours a day at the gym. You know what? After about three days, unless you are super motivated, chances are you are just going to give up. But if you say to yourself, right, well, actually, what's realistic? I'm going to go to the gym for 20 minutes twice a week. You are more likely to stick to it. Or perhaps if you say, I am going to do two minutes of yoga in the morning, you're far more likely to do that than if you say, I'm going to do 45 minutes of yoga. So start small and build up. And when you build up, think about intensity. So you might decide you just want to go for a half an hour walk. And that is fabulous. And as you get into the habit of doing that, instead of extending it and making it longer, so doing an hour's walk, what you can actually do is go, okay, I'm going to do two minutes of walking a little bit more faster. And that intensity is a good way to build up. You don't have to be doing high the hit, the high intensity interval training, but just adding a little bit of extra intensity rather than the length. Getting other people involved, I think, is always amazing as well. Because firstly, it makes it more fun, like with the example of my swimming. It is much more fun when I go swimming with other people, we have a bit of a joke, than when I'm by myself. The other thing about getting people involved is, again, going back to your motivation. But if you are the kind of person who doesn't like to let somebody down, you are much more likely to go because you don't want to let those people down. So getting other people involved can be fun and it can motivate you and help you feel like you have to do it. 
So what kind of sports are we going to do? Well, I would say it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. There are so many things that you can do that are just easy. Walking. Walking is a great way to start. Dancing. Another fabulous way to move your body and do some exercise. And you can go to a dance class if you want to, but you don't have to. My sister loves to do Friday night disco with her kids and they turn out the lights and they put on some music and they have a little dance. And if you do that for 20 minutes, that counts as exercise. That is moving and it's fun and it's a way of incorporating it with your family. So, so many other sports, cycling, roller skating. We love roller skating. Once you've bought your roller skates, it's free. I didn't learn to roller skate until I was an adult. When I was a teenager, I was always hugely jealous of people who could roller skate. When I had my twins, when they were in their double buggy, I realised that that was a really great way of being able to roller skate a little bit, holding on to the double buggy and maintaining my balance. And it was just a matter of having the confidence to maintain your balance. And then I could do it without the double buggy. So find something to give you a bit of support and then you can go. Hiking, another really fabulous thing to do. It doesn't have to be complicated. Bones and muscles. I want to talk to you about bones and muscles for a little bit. All the exercise that we have been talking about before has been what we call cardiovascular exercise. And that's clearly because it increases our heart rate and exercises our heart. As we get older, we lose strength in our muscles and our bones. So beyond the age of 40, adults lose 1% of muscle mass every single year. So your muscles are just getting less and less unless you're doing something to prevent that. And our bones get weaker as well, particularly women. When they go through the menopause, they stop producing estrogen and that estrogen has a protective effect on your bones. So we want to be thinking about our bones and our muscles and what exercises are good for our bones and our muscles. Now, people may call this strength exercising or resistance exercising. Now, don't worry, it doesn't have to be hard. You can do things like lifting weights or working with resistance bands, those elastic bands. But things like heavy gardening and digging and shoveling, climbing chairs and walking up hills, those also count. Cycling is another great way. So you can see that you can combine resistance exercising or strength building exercises with cardiovascular exercises, push-ups and sit-ups. And interestingly, yoga as well. Yoga, Tai Chi. Tai Chi has been shown to be really, really beneficial. Dancing as well. So the other thing about things like yoga and Tai Chi is that they also help with your posture and help you think about stretching those muscles that you don't normally think about. I personally find that doing a little bit of yoga and swimming goes really hand in hand together. And obviously there are different types of yoga. I used to do a really, really energetic type of yoga called Ashtanga yoga. I remember our yoga teacher once saying to my husband, good steaming, because he was literally steaming because he was sweating so much. Now I do a very, very gentle type of yoga, more because of where I live than because I didn't like the other yoga. I loved the other yoga. It was fabulous. My yoga is now more of a meditation style yoga and I don't really consider it to be exercise per se but I do know that it is good for flexibility and stretching my muscles. So make sure that you think about your muscles and your bones when you're starting your exercise regime.
Let's recap. Exercise by itself isn't going to lead to lots of weight loss unless you do loads and loads and loads of exercise, but it has super amazing benefits. How you feel, fit, trimmed, fantastic, full of energy, plus amazing health benefits to heart disease, reduced risk of heart disease, of cancer, of diabetes, plus benefits of relaxation and sleep. How much exercise do you have to do? You want to aim to get your heart rate up and feel a little bit out of breath for about half an hour a day. So a brisk walk, 25 minutes a day, gives you an extra seven years of life. Now, if 25 minutes seems a little bit daunting, start with 10 minutes and build up. The bottom line is start doing some exercise and moving your body. Thank you for listening. Now, if you are enjoying the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could tell your friends about it. And another amazing thing that you could do is pop over to iTunes and leave a review on iTunes. Now, I know that that is a little bit of a hassle. It's not actually very easy to leave a review on iTunes, but I would be forever grateful if you could. Have a lovely week. See you next week. Bye-bye. for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would be really grateful if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for the new me challenge. Dig out those I can't do it thoughts and replace them with, wow, this is easy and fun. You can sign up at drlina.com slash new me. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new dash in the middle me. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Goodbye.